So we're reading from the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Madhya Lila, chapter 13. The Lord's dancing at Rathayatra. And we're only reading the translation. Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu performed his pastimes for some time in this way. He personally sang and induced his personal associates to dance. According to his need, the Lord sometimes exhibited one form and sometimes many. This was being executed by his internal potency. Indeed, the supreme uh, indeed the personality of God had forgot himself in the course of his transcendental pastimes. But his internal potency, Lila Shakti, knowing the intentions of the Lord, made all arrangements. And there's a purple here, Prabhupada. It is stated in the Upanishad, Parasya Shakti Vivideva Shuyate Svabhaviki Jnana Balakriya Chara. The Supreme Lord has multipotencies, which act so perfectly that all consciousness, strength, and activity are being directed solely by his will. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu exhibited his mystic power in presenting himself simultaneously in each and every Sankirtan group. Most people thought that he was one, but some saw that he was many. Internal devotees could understand that the Lord, although one, was exhibiting himself as many in the different Sankirtan groups. When Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu danced, he forgot himself and was simply absorbed in ecstatic bliss. However, his internal potency arranged everything perfectly. This is a difference between the internal and the external potency. In the material world, external potency, material energy, can act only after one endeavors at great length. But when the Supreme Lord desires, everything is performed automatically by the internal potency. By His will, things happen so nicely and perfectly that they appear to be carried out automatically. Sometimes activities of the internal potency are exhibited in the material world. In fact, all the activities of material nature are actually performed by the inconceivable energies of the Lord, but so-called scientists and students of material nature are unable to understand ultimately how things are happening. They evasively conclude that everything is being done by nature, but they do not know that behind nature is a, is a potent supreme person of Godhead. This is explained in Bhagavad Gita. This material nature is working under my direction, O son of Kunti, and is producing all moving and unmoving beings. By its rule, this manifestation is created and annihilated again and again. Bhagavad 9.10 Just as Lord Sri Krishna formerly performed the Rasa Lila dance and other pastimes in Vrindavan, Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu performed uncommon past pastimes moment after moment. 
Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's dancing before the Ratha Yatraka would be perceived only by pure devotees. Others could not understand. Descriptions of Lord Krishna's uncommon dancing can be found in the revealed scripture Srimad Bhagavatam. Again, there's a small, short purport of Shri Lord Sri Krishna ex- expanded himself into many forms while engaged in the Rasa Lila dance. And he also expanded himself when he married 16,000 wives in Dwarka. The same process was adopted by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu when he expanded himself into seven forms to dance in each and every group of the Sankirtan party. These expansions were appreciated by pure devotees, including King Patapaduta. Although, for reasons of external formality, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu refused to see King Patapaduta because he was a king, King Patapaduta became one of the Lord's most confidential devotees by the Lord's special mercy upon him. The king could see Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu simultaneously present in all seven groups. As confirmed in Srimad Bhagavatam, one cannot see the expansions of the transcendental forms of the Lord unless one is a pure devotee of the Lord. Next verse. In this way, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu danced in great jubilation and inundated all the people with waves of ecstatic love. <coughs> Thus Lord Jagannath mounted his car and Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu inspired all the devotees to dance in front of it. Now please hear about Lord Jagannath going to the Gundicha temple while Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu danced before the Ratha car. The Lord performed Kirtan for some time and through his own endeavor inspired all the devotees to dance. When the Lord himself wanted to dance, all seven groups combined together. The Lord's devotees, including Srivas, Ramai, Raghu, Govinda, Mukunda, Haidas, Govindananda, Madhava and Govinda, all combined together. When Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu desired to jump high while dancing, he placed these nine people in the charge of Swarup Damodar. These devotees, Swarup Damodar and the devotees in his charge, sang along with the Lord, and they also ran beside him. All the other groups of men also sang, offering obeisances to the Lord with folded hands. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu raised his face towards toward Jagannath and prayed as follows. Let me offer my respectful obeisances. Read the, read the verse. Uh, in sentences. Namo Brahmanya Devaya. That's where we get it from, huh? Let me offer. Ah, well. Let me offer my respectful obeisances unto Lord Krishna, who is the worshipable deity or deity of all Brahmanical men who is a well-wisher of cows and brahmanas, and who is always benefiting the whole world, I offer my repeated obeisances to the Personality of Godhead, known as Krishna and Govinda. 
<coughs> and Prabhupada says here in the purport, this is a quotation from the Vishnu Purana 1, 1965. All glories. There's another verse, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Chayati Jayati Mega Swayamala Kovalango Chayati Jayati Prithvi Bharana So Mukundaha All glories unto the Supreme Personage of Godhead who is known as the Son of Devaki. All glories to the Supreme Personage of Godhead who is known as the Light of the Dynasty of Vishnu. All glories to the Supreme Person of Godhead, whose bodily luster is like that of a new cloud, and whose body is as soft as a lotus flower. All glories to the Supreme Person of Godhead, who appeared on this planet to deliver the world from the burden of demons, and who can offer liberation to everyone. This is a verse from the Mukunda Mala 3. So, Lord Sri Krishna is he who is known as Jana Nivasa, the ultimate resort of all living entities, and who is also known as Devaki Nandana and Yashoda Nandana, the son of Devaki and Yashoda. He is the guide of the Yadu dynasty, and with his mighty arms he kills everything inauspicious, as well as every man who is impious. By his presence, he destroys all things inauspicious for all living entities, moving and inert. His blissful smiling face always increases the lusty desires of the gopis of Pandavan. May he be all glorious and happy. This is a quotation from the Srimad Bhagavatam 10, 1948. I'm not a Brahmin. Oh. Yeah. I'm not a Brahmana, I'm not a Kshatya, I'm not a Vaishya or a Shudra, nor am I a Brahmachari, a householder, a Vanaprastha or a Sannyasi. I identify myself only as a servant of the servant of the servant of the lotus feet of Lord Sri Krishna, the maintainer of the gopis. He is like an ocean of nectar and he is the cause of universal transcendental bliss. He's always existing with brilliance. Uh, having recited all these verses from scripture, the Lord again offered his obeisances and all the devotees with folded hands, with folded hands, also offered prayers to the Supreme Person of God. When Sri Chaitanya Mahabhu danced and jumped high, roaring like thunder and moving in a, in a circle, like a wheel, he appeared like a circling firebrand. Wow, he was moving so fast. <laughs> if a burning cinder of a firebrand is whirled around very swiftly, it gives the appearance of a circle of fire. This is called Alata Akara, or a firebrand circle. This whole circle is not actually made of fire, but it's a single fire in motion. Similarly, Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is a single personality, but when he danced and jumped high in a circle, 
he appeared like a Alata Chakra. <coughs> Wherever Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu stepped while dancing, the whole earth, with all its hills and seas, appeared to tilt. Tilt is moving. Tilt. When, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu danced, he displayed various blissful transcendental changes in his body. Sometimes he appeared as though stunned. Sometimes the hairs of his body stood on end. Sometimes he perspired, cried, trembled and changed color. And sometimes he exhibited symptoms of helplessness, pride, exuberance and humility. When Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu fell down with a crash while dancing, he would roll on the ground. At such times he appeared uh, at that time, at that, no, such times it appeared that a golden mountain was rolling on the ground. Nityananda Prabhu would stretch out his two hands and try to catch the Lord when he was running here and there. Advaita Acharya would walk behind the Lord and loudly chant, Haribo! Haribo! Again and again. Just to check the crowds from coming too near the Lord, they formed three circles. The first circle was guided by Nityananda Prabhu, who is Balaram himself, the possessor of great strength. All the devotees headed by Kashishwar and Govinda linked hands and formed a second circle around the Lord. Maharaj Pajabaluja and his personal assistants formed a third circle around the two inner circles, just to check the crowd from coming too near. With his hands on the shoulders of Hari Chandra, King Patabharuja could see Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu dancing, and the king felt great ecstasy. When the king beheld the dancing, Srivas Thakur, standing in front of him, became ecstatic as he saw the dancing of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Seeing Srivas Thakur standing before the Lord, Harishanda touched Srivas with his hand and requested him to step aside. Absorbed in watching Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu dance, Srivas Thakur could not understand why he was being touched and pushed. After he was pushed again and again, he became angry. <laughs> Srivas Thakur slapped Harishanda to stop him from pushing him. In turn, this made Harishanda angry. <laughs> As the angered Harichandra was about to speak to Srivas Thakur, Padabaluja Maharaj personally stopped him. King Padabaluja said, You are very fortunate, for you have been graced by the touch of Srivas Thakur. I'm not so, so, I'm not so fortunate. You should feel obliged to him. Anyway, so. Continue. Hmm? Everyone was astonished by the dancing of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and even Lord Jagannath became extremely happy to see him. The car came to a complete standstill and remained immobile while Lord Jagannath with unblinking eyes watched the dancing of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The goddess of fortune, Subhadra, 
and Lord Balaram both felt great happiness and ecstasy within their hearts. Indeed, they were seen smiling at the dancing. When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu danced and jumped high, eight wonderful transformations indicative of divine ecstasy were seen in his body. All these symptoms were visible simultaneously. His skin erupted with goosebumps, goose pimples, they call it here, but goose pimples. The hairs of his body stood on end. His body resembled a shimuli, silk cotton tree, all covered with thorns. Indeed, the people became afraid just to see his teeth chatter, and they even thought his teeth would fall out. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's whole body flowed with perspiration and at the same time oozed blood. He made the sound Jajagaga, Jajagaga in a voice choked with ecstasy. Ecstasy. He's trying to say Jagannath, Jajagaga, Jajagaga. That's choking of the voice, it's another sign of Baba. Tears came forth, excuse me, tears came forcefully from the eyes of the Lord as if from a syringe. And all the people surrounding him became wet. By the way, let me just add, once in New York City while we were greeting the deities, I was standing right behind Prabhupada and the, the curtain opened and you saw yeah, it came out just like that on the drops on the ground. And then as soon as Prabhupada offered a base, moved on, everybody went. And, you know, <laughs> so we saw that happen to him. Just when the curtain opened, just like little, two little lines of, of tears. This is what happened here. Everyone saw the complexion of his body change from white to pink so that his luster resembled the malika flower. Sometimes he appeared stunned, and sometimes he rolled on the ground. Indeed, sometimes his legs and hands became as hard as dry wood, and he did not move. When the Lord fell to the ground, Sometimes his breathing almost stopped. When the devotees saw this, their lives also became very feeble. Water flowed from his eyes, and sometimes through his nostrils, and foam fell from his mouth. These flowings from his eyes, his nose, his mouth, these flowings appeared to be torrents of nectar, descending from the moon. The foam that fell from the mouth of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was taken and drunk by Shubhananda because he was very fortunate and expert in relishing the mellow of ecstatic love of Krishna. After Chaitanya Mahaprabhu 
had performed his devastating dance for some time, his mind entered into a mood of ecstatic love. <coughs> After abandoning the dancing, the Lord ordered Swarup Damodar to sing. Understanding his mind, the Lord uh, Swarup Damodar began to sing as follows. Now there's a Bengali song. It's in Bengali. I'll just read the translation. Now I have gained the Lord of my life, in the absence of whom I was being burned by Cupid and was withering away. In the purport, Prabhupada says, this song refers to Srimati Radharani's meeting with Krishna in the holy place of Kurukshetra. This song refers to Srimati Radharani's meeting with Krishna in the, at the holy place of Kurukshetra, where Lord Sri Krishna and his brother and sister came to visit when there was a solar eclipse. It is a song of separation from Krishna. When Radharani met Krishna at Kurukshetra, she remembered his intimate association in Vrindavan, and she thought, now I've gained the Lord of my life. In his absence, I was being burned by the arrow of Cupid, and thus I was withering away. Now I have my life again. When this refrain was loudly sung by Swarup Damodar, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu again began rhythmically dancing in transcendental bliss. The car of Lord Jagannath began to move slowly while the son of Mother Sachi went ahead and danced in front. While dancing and singing, all the devotees in front of Lord Jagannath kept their eyes on him. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then went to the end of the procession with the Sankirtan performers. So he was in front and then he goes around behind the chariot. His eyes and mind fully absorbed in Lord Jagannath, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu began to play the drama of the song with his two arms. When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was dramatically enacting the song. Just like you see Bharatanatyam dancers with their gestures, they'll so something like that. When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was dramatically enacting the song, he would sometimes fall behind the procession. At that time, Lord Jagannath would come to a standstill. When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu again went forward, Lord Jagannath's car would slowly start again. Thus there was a sort of competition between Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Lord Jagannath in seeing who would lead. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was so strong that he made Lord Jagannath wait in his car. There's a purport here, long purport. In his Anubhasha, 
Sri Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur describes the ecstasy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as follows. After giving up the company of the gopis in Vrindavan, Sri Krishna, the son of Maharaj Nanda, engaged in his pastimes at Dwarka. He again met the inhabitants of Vrindavan. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, I skipped a sentence. When Krishna went to Kurukshetra with his brother and sister and others from Dwarka, he again met the inhabitants of Vrindavan. So this is the meeting again. Prabhupada remarked about this meeting at, at Kurukshetra. He said it was too tragic to tell. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Radha Bhava Dutis Suvalita, that is, Krishna himself assuming the part of Srimati Radharani in order to understand Krishna. Lord Jagannath Dev is Krishna, and Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Srimati Radharani. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's leading Lord Jagannath toward the Gundicha temple corresponds to Srimati Radharani's leading Krishna toward Vrindavan. Sri uh, Kshetra, Jagannath Puri, is taken as the kingdom of Dwarka, the place where Krishna enjoys supreme opulence. But he was being led by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to Vrindavan, the simple village where all the inhabitants are filled with ecstatic love for Krishna. Sri Shetra is a place of Aishvarya Lila, just as Vrindavan is the place of Madhurya Lila. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's following at the rear of the Ratha indicated that Lord Jagannath, Krishna, was forgetting the inhabitants of Vrindavan. Although Krishna neglected the inhabitants of Vrindavan, he could not forget them. Thus, in his opulent Rathayatra, he was returning to Vrindavan. In the role of Srimati Radharani, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was examining whether the Lord still remembered the inhabitants of Vrindavan. When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu fell behind the Rathkar, Jagannath Dev, Krishna himself, understood the mind of Srimati Radharani. Therefore, Jagannath sometimes fell behind the dancing. Excuse me, Jagannath sometimes fell behind the dancing Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to indicate to Srimati Rani, Srimati Radharani, that he had not forgotten. Thus, Lord Jagannath would stop the forward march of the Rath and wait at a standstill. In this way, Lord Jagannath agreed that without the ecstasy of Srimati Radharani, he could not feel satisfied. While Jagannath was thus waiting, 
Gorasundar, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, in his ecstasy of Srimati Radharani, immediately came forward to Krishna. At such times, Lord Jagannath would proceed ahead very slowly. These competitive exchanges were all part of the love affair between Krishna and Srimati Radharani. In that competition between Lord Chaitanya's ecstasy for Jagannath and Jagannath's ecstasy for Srimati Radharani, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu emerged victorious. So this is the esoteric meaning of Rathiyatra. It's the emotional process of bringing Krishna back to Vrindavan. And so this is what happens, because he probably explained the temple, Jagannath temple, Nilachala temple, where Jagannath is worshipped in Aishvarya. That's Dwarka. And the Gundicha temple, where he stays for a few weeks, that's Vrindavan. So this is, this is what's being played out here. While Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was dancing, his ecstasy changed. Raising his two arms, he began to recite the following verse in a loud voice. And here is the uh, Sanskrit uh, uh, song. I'll just read the, it's a verse from the Pajavali. Uh, that very personality who stole away my heart during my youth is now again my master. These are the same moonlit nights in the month of Chaitra. The same fragrance of malati flowers is there, and the same sweet breezes are blowing up from the Kadamba forest. In our intimate relationship, I am also the same lover. Yet, still my mind is not happy there. I am eager to go back to that place on the bank of the Reva under the Vedasi tree. That is my desire. This verse was recited by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu again and again. But for Swarup Damodar, no one could understand its meaning. I have already explained this verse. Now I shall describe it in brief. So in the Majalila chapter 1, uh, there's a group of verses where this song has already been explained. So now here's a brief explanation. Formerly, all the gopis of Vrindavan were very pleased when they met with Krishna in the holy place at Kurukshetra. Similarly, after seeing Lord Jagannath, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu awoke with the ecstasy of the gopis. Being absorbed in this ecstasy, he asked Swarup Damodar to sing the refrain. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu thus spoke to Lord Jagannath. 
you are the same Krishna and I am the same Radharani. We are meeting again in the same way that we met at the beginning of our lives. Although we are both the same, my mind is still attracted to Vrindavandam. I wish that you will please again appear with your lotus feet in Vrindavan. In Kurukshetra, there are crowds of people, elephants and horses, and also the rattling of chariots. But in Vrindavan, there are flower gardens, and the humming of bees and chirping of the birds can be heard. Here in Kukshetra, you are dressed like a royal prince, accompanied by great warriors. But in Vrindavan, you appear just like an ordinary, cowherd boy, accompanied only by your beautiful flute. <coughs> Here there is not even a drop of the ocean of transcendental happiness that I enjoyed with you in Vrindavan. I therefore request you to come to Vrindavan and enjoy pastimes with me. If you do so, my ambition will be fulfilled. Now the text continues. I have already described in brief Srimata Radharani's statement from Srimad Bhagavatam. In that ecstatic mood, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu recited many other verses, but people in general could not understand their meaning. The meaning of those verses was known to Swarup Damodar Goswami, but he did not reveal it. However, Sri Rupa Goswami has broadcast the meaning. While dancing, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu began to recite the following verse, which he tasted in the association of Swarup Damodar. And this verse is a quotation from Srimad Bhagavatam. 108248 uh, the gopi spoke are speaking dear lord whose navel is just like a lotus flower your lotus feet are the only shelter for those who have fallen into the deep well of material existence your feet are worshiped and meditated upon by great mystic yogis and highly learned philosophers we wish that these lotus feet may also be awakened within our hearts, although we are only ordinary persons engaged in household affairs. This is a quotation from Srimad Bhagavatam 10.82.48. The gopis were never interested in karma yoga, jnana yoga, or jnana yoga. They were simply interested in bhakti yoga. Unless they were forced, they never liked to meditate on the lotus feet of the Lord. Rather, they preferred to take the lotus feet of the Lord and place them on their breasts. 
Sometimes they regretted that their breasts were so hard. Fearing that Krishna might not be plea very pleased to keep his soft lotus feet there. When those lotus feet were pricked by the grains of sand in the Vrindavan pasturing grounds, the gopis were pained and began to cry. The gopis wanted to keep Krishna at home always, and in this way their minds were absorbed in Krishna consciousness. Such pure Krishna consciousness can arise only in Vrindavan. Thus Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu began to explain his own mind, which was saturated with the ecstasy of the gopis. Speaking in the mood of Srimata Radharani, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, and now what he's saying in Bengali, is obviously a song because it rhymes and everything. Uh, speaking the mood of Srimati Radharani, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, For most people, the mind and heart are one. But because my mind is never separated from Vrindavan, I consider my mind and Vrindavan to be one. My mind is already Vrindavan, and since you like Vrindavan, will you please place your lotus feet there? I would deem it your, that your full mercy. Purport. The mind's activities are thinking, feeling, and willing, by which the mind accepts materially favorable things and rejects the unfavorable. This is the consciousness of people in general. But when one's mind does not accept and reject, but simply becomes fixed on the lotus feet of Krishna, then one's mind becomes as good as Vrindavan. Wherever Krishna is, there also are Srimati Radharani, the gopis, the cowherd boys, and all the inhabitants, all the other inhabitants of Vrindavan. Thus, as soon as one fixes Krishna in his mind, his mind becomes identical with Vrindavan. In other words, when one's mind is completely free from all material desires and engaged only in the service of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, then one always lives in Vrindavan and nowhere else. So the song continues that uh, Mahaprabhu is singing. My dear Lord, kindly hear my su true submission. My home is Vrindavan. And I wish your association there. But if I do not get it, then it will be very difficult for me to keep my life purport. Only when the mind is free from designations can one desire the association of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The mind must have some occupation. If a person is to be free of material things, his mind cannot be vacant. There must be subject matter for thinking, feeling, and willing. Unless one's mind is filled with thoughts of Krishna, 
feelings for Krishna and a desire to serve Krishna, the mind will be filled with material activities. Those who have given up all material activities and have ceased thinking of them should always retain the ambition to think of Krishna. Without Krishna, one cannot live, just as a person cannot live without some enjoyment for his mind. Mahaprabhu continues singing, My dear Krishna, formerly, when you were staying in Mathura, you sent Uddhava to teach me speculative knowledge and mystic yoga. Now, you yourself are speaking the same thing, but my mind doesn't accept it. There's no place in my mind for jnana yoga or dhyana yoga. Although you know me very well, you are still instructing me in jnana yoga and dhyana yoga. It is not right for you to do so. Srila Prabhupada's purport, the process of mystic yoga, the speculative method for searching out the supreme absolute truth, does not appeal to one who is always absorbed in thoughts of Krishna. A devotee is not at all interested in speculative activity. Instead of cultivating speculative knowledge or practicing mystic yoga, a devotee should worship the deity in the temple and continuously engage in the Lord's service. Temple deity worship is realized by the devotees to be the same as direct service to the Lord. The deity is known as the Archa Vigraha or Archa Avatar, an incarnation of the Supreme Lord in the form of a material manifestation, brass, stone or wood. Ultimately, there is no difference between Krishna manifest in matter, and Krish, or Krishna manifest in spirit, because both matter and spirit are his energies. For Krishna, there is no distinction between matter and spirit. In his manifestation in material form, therefore, his manifestation in material form, therefore, is as good as his original form, Satyadananda Vigraha. A devotee constantly engaged in deity worship according to the rules and regulations laid down in the Shastras and given by the spiritual master realizes gradually that he is in direct contact with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Thus he loses all interest in so-called meditation, yoga practice and mental speculation. What, should we finish this one? <laughs> what time are we supposed to stop? Uh, nine nine yesterday we went to 8.30. But he said 9 o'clock. Huh? Mm -hmm. so well, let's finish this part anyway. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu continued. So he's continued with this song he's singing. I would like to withdraw my consciousness from you 
and engage it in material activities. Remember, this is Radharani speaking. Uh, I would like to withdraw my consciousness from you, that is Krishna, and engage it in material activities. But even though I try, I cannot do so. I am naturally inclined to you only. Your instructions to me to meditate on you are therefore simply ludicrous. In this way, you are killing me. It is not very good for you to think of me as a candidate for your instructions. Srila <coughs> Rupa Goswami says in his Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, Anya Bilasita Shunyam, Janana Kalma Dhyana Ritam, Anakur Dhyana Krishna Nushivanam Bhakti Arutama. For a pure devotee, there is no scope for indulgence in mystic yoga practice or the cultivation of speculative philosophy. It is, indeed, impossible for a pure devotee to engage his mind in such unwanted activities. Even if a pure devotee wanted to, his mind would not allow him to do so. That is a characteristic of a pure devotee, he is transcendental to all fruitive activity, speculative philosophy, and mystic yoga meditation. The gopis, therefore, express themselves as follows. Next text. Song of Mahaprabhu. The gopis are not like the mystic yogis. They will never be satisfied simply by meditating on your lotus feet and imitating the so-called yogis. Teaching the gopis about meditation is another kind of duplicity. When they are instructed to undergo mystic yoga practice, they are not at all satisfied. On the contrary, they become more and more angry with you. Purport, Srila Prabodhananda Saraswati has stated, in the quotes, Kaivalyam Narakayate, Tridashapur Akasha Pushpayate, Durdantendriya Kala Sarpa Patali, Proktata Damsprayate, Vishwampurna Sukayate, Vidibahendrayas Charkitayate, Yatkarana, excuse me, Yatkaruna Kataksha. Vaibhava tam tam goram evas dumaha. For a pure devotee who has realized Krishna consciousness through Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the monistic philosophy by which one becomes one with the Supreme appears hellish. This kaivalyam narakaryate. Oneness is like hell. The mystic yoga practice by which the mind is controlled and the senses are subjected also appears ludicrous to a pure devotee. The devotee's mind and senses are already engaged in the transcendental service of the Lord. In this way, the poisonous effects of sensory activities are removed. If one's mind is always engaged in the service of the Lord, there is no possibility that one will think, feel, or act materially. Similarly, the fruitive worker's attempt to attain the heavenly planets is nothing more than a phantasmagoria for the 
devotee. After all, the heavenly planets are material and in due course of time they will all be dissolved. Devotees do not care for such temporary things. They engage in transcendental devotional activities because they desire elevation to the spiritual world where they can live eternally and peacefully with full knowledge of Krishna. In Vrindavan, the gopis, childhood boys, and even calves, cows, trees, and water are fully conscious of Krishna. They are never satisfied with anything but Krishna. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu continued, The gopis have fallen into the great ocean of separation and are being devoured by the timingal fish of their ambition to serve you. The gopis are to be delivered from the mouth of these timingala fish, for they are pure devotees. Since they have no material conception of life, why should they aspire for liberation? The gopis do not want that liberation desired by yogis and jnanis, for they are already liberated from the ocean of material existence. Prabhupada writes, the bodily conception is created by the desire for material enjoyment. This is called Vipada Smitri, which is the opposite of real life. The living entity is eternally the servant of Krishna, but when he desires to enjoy the material world, he cannot progress in spiritual life. There's a sentence for you. <laughs> One can never be happy by advancing materially. This is also stated in Srimad Bhagavatam, Adanda Gobir Vishitam Tamishram Puna Punas Charvita Charvananam. Through the uncontrolled senses, one may advance one's hellish condition. He may continue to chew the chew that is repeatedly accepting birth and death. The conditioned soul uses the duration of life between birth and death only to engage in the same hackneyed activities, eating, sleeping, mating, and offending. In the lower animal species, we find the same activities. Since these activities are repeated, engaging in them is like chewing that which has already been chewed. If one can give up his ambition to engage in the hackneyed material nature, in the hackneyed material life, and take to Krishna consciousness instead, he will be liberated from the stringent laws of material nature. One does not need to make a separate attempt to become liberated if one simply engages in the service of the Lord, he will be liberated automatically. As Srila Bilva Mangala Thakur therefore says, Mukti Swayam Mukalayanjali Sevate Sman. Liberation stands before me with folded hands, begging to serve me. So the Sangha Mahaprabhu continues, speaking to Jagannath, It is amazing that you have forgotten the land of Vrindavan. And how is it that you have forgotten your father and mother and friends? How have you forgotten Govardhan Hill, the bank of the Jamuna, and the forest where you enjoyed the Rasalila dance? Krishna, you are certainly a refined gentleman with all good qualities. You are well-behaved, soft-hearted, and merciful. 
I know there's not even a tinge of fault to be found in you. Yet your mind does not even remember the inhabitants of Vrindavan. This is only my misfortune and nothing else. I do not care for my personal unhappiness, but when I see the morose face of Mother Yashoda and the hearts of all the inhabitants of Mandavan breaking because of you, I wonder whether you want to kill them all. Or do you want to enliven them by coming there? Why are you simply keeping them alive in a state of suffering? The inhabitants of Vrindavan do not want you dressed like a prince, nor do they want you to associate with great warriors in a different country. They cannot leave the land of Vrindavan, and without your presence, they are all dying. What is their condition to be? <coughs> My dear Krishna, you are the life and soul of Vrindavan You are especially the life of Nanda Maharaj. You are the only opulence in the land of Vrindavan, and you are very merciful. Please come and let all the residents of Vrindavan live. Kindly keep your lotus feet again in Vrindavan. Purport. Srimati Radharani did not express her personal <coughs> unhappiness at being separated from Krishna. She wanted to evoke Krishna's feelings for the condition of all the others in Vrindavan Dham, Mother Yashoda, Maharaj Nanda, the cowherd boys, the gopis, the birds and bees on the banks of the Jamuna, the water of the Jamuna, the trees, the forest, and all the other paraphernalia associated with Krishna before he left Vrindavan for Mathura. These feelings of Srimati Radharani were manifested by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and therefore he invited Lord Jagannath Krishna to return to Vrindavan. That is the purport of the Ratyakish car going from Jagannath Puri to the Gundicha temple. Well, you want to hear Krishna's reply? <laughs> Would you like to read now? We have to move on then. Yes, we have to because we have to be at the side at 11 o'clock. Okay, so maybe we'll, we'll stop there if, if you say so. Um, so, uh, uh, anyway, this is something to remember during a Rathyatri, even though it's a little cold and rainy and cold, we can, uh, and I'm, uh, uh, I mentioned, but we can, uh, you know, think of ourselves uh, <laughs> in this way. Uh, remember Lord Chaitanya's uh, pastime at the Rathyatri Puri, and through that, Krishna's pastime in Vrindavan. Shri Prabhupada ki jai, Shri Jagannath Rathiyacha ki jai, Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu ki jai.